Hello, and welcome to the podcast, Biblical Question. We are excited you've taken time out of your day to listen to our podcast. For more information about us, you may visit our website at biblicalquestion.com. We will tell you the web address again at the show's end. We encourage you to open your Bible and follow along as we study the Bible. Now here is your host, Joseph. Hello there, thanks for that introduction, and we're glad that you really did join today. We certainly hope and pray that you will continue to listen. We are going to answer some questions from our listeners today, and we're going to get to that here in just a moment. I want to also encourage you to go back to the webpage if you've not been there for a while. We've done some, uh, like, you know, a face makeup or something. We've kind of redone it, and it looks a lot more modern. It's more personable, and so we're getting some positive feedback already on that from people who've already uh, kind of discovered that on their own. But this is really, uh, we've changed the format of the podcast a little bit, as you can tell. And we've updated our webpage. So please tell your friends and family about us. We would really be encouraged by that. Today we're going to answer a question that came in. Uh, they asked me not to say what country they were from. And so that's fine. I won't. I, it was a nice email and I certainly appreciated reading it. We responded back to them. And if you have a question, positive comments, prayer request, we would love to hear from you. So please do that. Uh, the first question is going to be, uh, how long did it take for Israel to cross the Red Sea? You know, uh, there was millions of Israelites that they would stand at the Red Sea and, and watch Moses with his rod stretched out until the waters backed up, and, and they walked across on dry land. And it's kind of what he's asking about. Uh, he wants to know how many hours or days this was. Uh is this not insanity to believe in all of this? Well, uh, anything in the Bible I would certainly believe. I would not consider it insanity. And of course, he says, uh, you always use the Bible to answer your questions and, and prove your points. And I appreciate that. Um, and he said, sincerely, and I won't give his name either since he asked me not to. So anyway, we're. I want to thank you for your question. And I'll be honest with you, it took me some time really kind of study this out. I've never really thought about how long it really took or did not take. And so I have some uh, Bible insight here that we're going to use today. So uh, like the young lady said, please open up your Bibles and follow along. And we're going to get into this here right after this message. Do you enjoy our weekly podcast? Though many of our listeners around the world in poverty-stricken nations are not financially able to support our podcast, if you are able, we would be grateful for your help. We offer several ways to help support the podcast on our website, biblicalquestion.com. Would you be in a prayful consideration in your cheerful donation or purchasing through one of our affiliates. Thank you for cheerfully helping us tell a worldwide audience about the Word of God. Okay, so we're going to be in Exodus chapter 12, and then we'll uh, move on down to Exodus chapter 14. For those who are taking notes, we get a lot of people who uh, email and say they, they really do that. So, and I appreciate that. I, I take notes all the time on other sermons that I listen to, uh, Bible studies that I'm involved in and so forth. Uh, when somebody else is giving the study. I think it's great to be able to do that and go home and, and kind of go over it yourself. And then, you know, knowledge is very powerful. 
But Exodus chapter 12, verse 42 says, It is a night to be observed for the Lord for having brought them out of the land of Egypt. This night is for the Lord to be observed by all the sons of Israel throughout their generations. And then on down here to verse 51, it says, And on that very day, the Lord brought the people out of Israel out of the land of Egypt by their host. Moving on down to Exodus chapter 14, uh, verses 20 through 23, says, So it came between the camp of Egypt and the camp of Israel, and there was a cloud along with the darkness. Yet it gave light at night. Thus, one did not come near the other at night. Verse 21, Then Moses stretched out his hand over the sea, and the Lord swept the sea back by a strong east wind all night and turned the sea into dry land so that waters were divided. Some people think he, he ran a tornado down through there, a cyclone, depending on what part of the world you're in doesn't say that. It just says a strong wind. Uh, living where we do here in the central part of the United States, we get windstorms, and they're pretty strong. And it doesn't mean necessarily that you're going to have rain or anything else. It's just a lot of wind. So verse 22, The sons of Israel went through the mist of the sea on the dry land, and the waters were like a wall to them, on their right hand and on their left hand. You know, there is this movie some time ago about Moses and the Exodus. It's probably the latest one out, and it's been several years now. But in this movie, it does show the waters parting, but it shows a lot of mud that they went through. And the Bible is very clear. They walked on dry land. So anybody who watched that movie would know that they didn't read the script. The script was free. Uh, they could have downloaded it on any internet site. They could have bought a Bible at Walmart for four ninety nine or whatever they are now, and they would have known better. Okay, so uh, verse twenty three again. The then the Egyptians took up pursuit. And all of Pharaoh's horses, his chariots, his horsemen went in after them in the midst of the sea. So I get this picture here that Israel is way in, far into this uh, crossing of the Red Sea. And, Israel, and Egypt is now beginning uh, to pursue them on the same dry land. Okay, so if it's all muddy and you're going to get bogged down in this mud, Egypt would not be able to pursue them. Uh, their chariots and horses would have had a very hard time uh, getting through all this mud. So again, remember the Bible says God drove the waters back all that night. And this seems uh, to be some hours and passage of time to allow all these people to cross uh, with all the possessions that they have carried, the spoils out of Egypt, uh, across this uh, opening that God has made for them. This is going to take a little bit of time. And I don't think they... Uh, my dad used to say lollygag. Well, really, all that means is taking your sweet time. Uh, they're, they're being pursued by Egypt. Uh, obviously, the, 
they're not don't know what God's going to do at the end of all of this. All they know is they better hurry up and get across uh, the sea. And so I'm sure Moses and, and the rest of them are uh, the leaders, Joshua and things, really trying to encourage them to hurry up. And so, again, verse 24, At the morning watch, the Lord looked down on the army of the Egyptians through the pillar of fire and cloud and brought the army and the Egyptians into confusion. So there's a lot of things going on here. And so how are you going to deal with this uh, fire, uh, this wall of water? You know, there's got to be a lot of things going on here. And so notice here, uh, God gives them a confusion through this pillar of fire and this cloud. Verse 25, he, that being God, caused their chariot wheels to, to swerve and he made them dry with difficulty. So the Egyptians said, huh, let us flee from Israel, for the Lord is fighting for them against the Egyptians. So there you are acknowledging God's involved with this, uh, even though they don't want to serve him, uh, they rejected him. I mean, think of all of these uh, curses that they have, the plagues is the right word, uh, has gone on with Egypt. They have all would have witnessed all of this. I mean, utter darkness over Egypt, except where Israel is. They they have light. And the Egyptians would have noticed this. I mean, it would have been so blankly obvious. I mean, the other plagues, the locusts and things, never affect the people of Israel, only the Egyptians. So you wonder sometimes why didn't Egypt convert and get rid of all their false gods and say, we're going to worship the one true God. Um, you know, we have that same problem today, to be honest about it. I think God is very clearly around us. Um, his creation is around us. Um, if you're a Christian, you, you know that he's answered prayers that you're thinking, huh, um, there's no way this prayer could have been answered if God was not real and involved with it. So notice here, verse 27. So Moses stretched out his hand over the sea, and the sea returned to its normal state at daybreak, while the Egyptians were fleeing right into it. And then the Lord overthrew the Egyptians in the midst of the sea. Again, notice verse 24, that morning watch. That would be the last portion of the night. The Jewish Hebrew people had a little different way back then that time of keeping track of time. And that's really all it means, that the Egyptians' army, they're still trying uh, to reach the Red Sea. They're, they're trying to attack Israel, trying to get through this. But by morning, the sea had returned to its normal state and covered the Egyptian armies. Okay, so I, I'm sure... Uh, I'm, I'm going to stress this again, that God's miracles really are instantaneous. And I'm going to give you a few examples here in just a moment. Get off the curriculum merry-go-round. When it is time to choose devotional books or study material, we have you covered. Small group and Sunday school study, new member ministries, marriage and pre-marriage programs, 
Care Ministries, Divorce Grief Recovery, Evangelism and Outreach Programs, Bibles for Everyone, a treasure house of resources for these needs. Just click on the banner, Church Source, on our website. Okay, so Matthew chapter 8, verse 3. Here's some examples of God's miracles are instantaneous. Uh, Jesus stretches out his hand here and touches him saying, I am willing, be cleansed. There's a leper who had just asked Jesus, if you are willing, would you please cleanse me? Would you please heal me? And notice Jesus says, I am willing, be cleansed. And immediately his leprosy was gone. Okay, so again, it, it doesn't take weeks to get healed. It doesn't take days or years. It's immediately. Uh, Mark chapter 10, verse 32. Here's another one. It says, uh, th this is a blind man. And he said to him, go, your faith has made you well. Immediately he regained his sight and began following him on the road. Okay. And so it wasn't some long, drawn-out drama thing of, wow, I can really, am I going to see or not? It's getting kind of blurry. I see a little bit of light. No, he saw immediately, okay? None of that kind of thing. And here, uh, here is Peter's uh, mother-in-law, okay? So that tells me that Peter was married, for those who don't believe that. Here it is, Luke 4, 39. And here's Jesus um, getting ready to heal her. She has a fever. And it says, And standing over her, he rebuked the fever, and it left her, and she immediately got up and waited on them. So uh, if you keep reading that text, again, they're at Peter's mother-in-law's home. She's got a fever. She doesn't feel well. And she's healed immediately when Jesus touches her. Um, and she gets up and serves them a meal, cooks them a meal. So, again, uh, things that God can do are instantaneous. He has that kind of power. Okay, so it is evident to me, back to the, the question uh, uh, from our listener, it took several hours for all the Jewish people uh, to cross the Red Sea. It was during this time period of hours that, that God would hold back the walls of this water. And, and when they went back, they instantly uh, went back. Okay, so God held them there instantly, and when he was done, it instantly stopped. The wall of water uh, collapses. So there is no doubt somebody who's listened to this, that, who knows me personally, at work, or somebody's going to email and say, um, we really don't know how many people really crossed the Red Sea. That is true. We really don't know how many Jewish people uh, that walked side by side or uh, however they crossed the Red Sea. However, <laughs> we can summarize. We, we can say, hey, look, uh, there is this opening and closing of the Red Sea and what happened within this time span of one night, uh, not in days. Remember, going back to Exodus 12, verse 29, midnight, Israel is told to leave Egypt. 
you get down to chapter 14, verse 27, it says, morning appeared. And that's where the Red Sea would cover the Egyptians. So I would give an estimate of less than six hours for the Jewish people to enter the Red Sea, safely pass through it with all their materials and things that they took with them to safely uh, go through and uh, walk up on the shore on the opposite side of they, where they had entered. So, again, with all these events leading up to this amazing crossing, I mean, really, it, it would just stun uh, people to see this. I can only imagine as the Egyptians uh, begin to approach Israel, uh, they want them to come back, they're going to force them back, and they have no escape route. I mean, what general would put his army that is escaping up against a wall of water here, uh, the sea, a large river, and there's no escape. It's an open slaughter type thing. And so I would think, one, uh, these people, any of these people who witnessed miracle, they would just be awestruck for the rest of their life, especially the Jewish people. I mean, they should be able to trust God for the rest of their lives. God has taken them out of slavery. and it, it, But it's just going to be a matter of time before they begin to grumble against Moses and God. They're hungry. They're thirsty. Uh, they'll say, we had all kinds of fruits and melons and uh, vegetables. They were just everywhere. We had them. They were provided. We, they had, honestly, if you read research out, where the Israel people, the Jewish people stayed in part of Egypt, Egypt, excuse me, would be the land of Goshen. It's very fertile ground. They actually were staying in probably the best part um, of Egypt to raise crops and livestock. And so they're going to grumble. They're going to say, I'm hungry. Uh, we're thirsty. Uh, all we have is this manna. And they're just constantly giving Moses a hard time. And by giving Moses a hard time, they are giving God a hard time. And I think there are several warnings here for us as well. If we have witnessed and watched God, uh, the miracles in our lives, the answer prayers in our lives, uh, and I know somebody's going to say, God does not perform miracles anymore today. Well, that is his very nature, I believe, that he is miraculous in his nature. So whatever he does is miraculous. It is who he is. And so, how many things have we witnessed in our lives? Uh, Then only after a period of time, uh, we seem to also forget ourselves. And we begin to grumble at the preacher, or uh, God is really not answering prayers, God doesn't really love me, uh, whatever. And so, we need to be careful. We need to be careful. I pray that all of us would be more mindful of what Christ has done for us. Remember, he, he, he suffered a horrible death. I mean, he, he was horribly mocked, beaten. And, what, you know, how many of us would want to go through that? We all need to focus more of our eternal life and the freedom that Christ has given us from slavery in sin, and in death. And so, 
You know, we have so many people preaching a message today that says, you know, you can have your best life now, uh, this wealth and health gospel, and, and I see it on social media, and that's really not what God is out to do to give you uh, Lamborghinis and Ferraris and yachts and, you know, I, I just struggle with those kind of prayers, and they say, well, if you don't believe this, then you don't have faith. Uh, that's, that, be careful when you think that and say that. There's many, many people that I have been around in third world countries, you know, in the Philippines. Uh, they they can be just as poor as church mice, as, as my grandmother would say, but they're happy. They have God in their lives. Uh, doesn't mean they don't have hard times. It doesn't mean that they're not hungry and pray for better environment, food, or whatever. Uh, but it's just amazing when I was there how many people just were so happy, and they were singing as they cooked, you know, the, the gospel songs uh, that they were singing in their worship service on Sunday night or Wednesday night or whatever, and they talked about the sermon all week. They really did try to keep the focus. It was really amazing to to listen to the women uh, do this as they prepared meals and did their laundry or whatever. They they were really into it. And so I think this is something that Americans really could learn, is keeping the message that you heard on uh, at worship service on Sunday or the podcast or whatever, to keep it in your mind. You know, how many times when I was actually in the pulpit, I would refer back to a sermon on Wednesday night that I gave Sunday morning, and people act like they couldn't remember what even we talked about. So did you just check out? You know, Are you just there in body, but not in your mind and spirit? Uh, what were they doing? Thinking about where they were going to go eat dinner or uh, going to wonder what the score of their favorite sports team was. I don't know. I, I, honestly, I mean, I can't he- read their minds. But we really, really need to keep that focus. And, you know, I'm always thinking about sermons. I'm always thinking about what we could talk about on the podcast, how to answer questions. We really, all of us, including me, I get sidetracked. I I get thinking and doing things uh, that I probably shouldn't be thinking about and, and wanting to do. It's part of being human. But I, I really want all of us to have a deeper spiritual walk with, with Christ. And if finding a church, a congregation, the word I like better than church, um, a congregation that is truly worshiping and spirit and truth, who's teaching the entire Word of God from Genesis chapter 1, in the beginning God created, all the way to the end of Revelation, where the last word of the Bible is, Amen. We really need to find preachers, pastors, whatever term you're going to use, that will do this, and encourage those who are helping teach the Bible to do this. This is why I really liked this question, to be honest about it. It it, it took me a little time to figure this out. It wasn't necessarily complicated, 
But at one, I've never been asked this question before. Uh, never really thought about it, I guess. I just figured that the water's open, the crust, and it closed. And so these little things like this, I mean, they just it just really helps me, and it shows me who God is and what really had taken place. So I thank this gentleman. Uh, it took me several weeks, really, to get it together, as I've already said. I thank you for waiting for the answer. You said I could give the answer over the air. Uh, but I also emailed him and told him it could be a while. And so when we are just bombarded with email, and it's junk. A lot of it's just junk. means nothing to us. Uh, at this part of the game that we have to play. And so when you when you send us a message, make sure you please put the subject in there, you know, a quest, Bible question, prayer request, something that's going to tell us and catch our eye, hey, this is somebody who really is real. It's not spam. I want everybody in third world countries, persecuted countries, that Christianity is not necessarily popular that download this podcast. I want to tell you, I noticed that, and I thank you for that. And those people who are listening in the USA should know that <laughs> these people really are doing this. Uh, they don't have internet in their homes. They have to go to an internet cafe and download all this stuff. And that's why I see spikes in listening one week and kind of a drop in the next. I know what's going on. And we really need to be praying for these people in the third world countries uh, that are persecuted. And it may not necessarily be third world countries. It, it, there's other countries uh, that just simply Christianity is not legal. But somehow or another, uh, they are downloading and listening to these podcasts. And so I thank God for that. I, I'm very honored and humbled that God has allowed this podcast to grow and the direction it's grown. Uh, I know maybe I'm carrying on a little too far, but we kind of had this question about uh, why why do we focus on third world countries and, and so forth. Well, that's just kind of the direction the podcast has really honestly gone. Do we have listeners in the Western world? Yeah, we have some very faithful followers and listeners. And so we need to be know and pray for everyone. The church is just bigger than you in your little corner of the world. It is the entire globe. Again, I, I, I thank you for waiting for your answer. I, I certainly hope and pray that I've answered the question, uh, that it's given you a direction perhaps to go study, uh, go through back through those verses, and uh, check that out. So if you have a question, uh, about the Bible, you may submit it. Again, through our website, we've done a lot of changes. Uh, please share our information with your friends and family. You can listen to this uh, podcast, obviously, on our, on our webpage as well. Uh, again, I want to thank you for listening. May God bless you. May He have the glory. Thank you for listening to this week's podcast. Be sure to hit the like button and follow us on your podcasting app please check out our website at biblicalquestion.com. All one word, all lowercase. In addition, we have a prayer request page, a way of contacting us, a statement of faith, and other resources for our listeners. Do you have a Bible question you would like answered on a future podcast? 
or prayer request. We would be honored to hear from you and add your prayer request to our list so others may pray for you. Subscribe to our newsletter and follow us on our social media accounts. Again, that is biblicalquestion.com. Thank you and may He have the glory. Thank you.